politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast. How how are you doing? My name is Mark, and thanks for being with us for episode 25. That's right. We've we've done 25 of these things. Uh, Thanks to you. Some of you guys have been here from the very beginning, and I really appreciate it. Uh, Some of you are late joiners. I I mean, I I get to see all the, the, uh, the statistics as they come in, and we are growing. You guys are telling your friends about the show. Um... I really appreciate it. I couldn't thank you more um, because, uh, you know, this is just a little little passion project for me. Uh, Some people play golf. I make audio. (laughs) I create content. This is is my hobby, and I'm so happy that that you guys are along for the ride. Uh, Don't forget, if you're a business, you want to partner up with the podcast, I'd love to talk to you. All you got to do is send me an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com, mark at markharvardcreative.com. Today's uh, podcast brought to you in part by Old World Lumiere Candle Company. That's right, you can go get all kinds of different type of candles, and these aren't just the frou-frou, um, girly scent guys. I mean, they've got uh, bourbon raisin and all kinds of cool leather, uh, all kinds of cool manly sort of scents, too, that you can enjoy. Go by Owl Candle Company, O-W-L, owlcandlecompany.com to get your candles and tell them you heard about them with the Mark Harvard podcast. I'd really appreciate it. So what's on tap for tonight? What are we doing tonight? Well, we answer the question, can it? Can you really be friends with someone after a breakup? Maybe if you're uh, the grocery shopper in your, in your family, maybe you've noticed you're paying more for beef, pork, eggs right now. What's going to happen with those prices? Uh, we found out that apparently it looks like you're going to have to uh, really uh, find a better place to live than Boulder, Colorado. Realestate.usnews.com has rated the top places to live in the U.S., and we'll get to see where some big uh, cities rank on that list. Also, Heinz Ketchup is apparently going to be the advocate for the little man and fix something that's bugged me for years. But before we get any further into the show, I want to talk about this new uh, ice cream flavor that's come out that I can't decide if I'm really excited about it or if it's something that I, I, I'm i going to be disappointed by. Uh, Van Luen and Kraft have debuted a mac and cheese flavored ice cream. It's a limited edition macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream that's going to hit freezers nationwide this week. It comes from Brooklyn-based ice cream maker Van Luen. It's going to go on sale 12 bucks a pint. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's going to be available for purchase in Van Luen stores across the country. We don't really have any of those around here in, in Birmingham, but uh, maybe you got a friend that can pick you up some if you feel like this is something. I, I want to try it. I really do. Um... Just so I can tell, I don't have high hopes, but I want to be able to say that I tried it, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things I feel like I have to do on my own. You know, I have to partake of this. Now, Kraft is, you know, because of the mac and cheese angle, and Kraft is a part of this. Kraft, though, is doing some good for for the world as well. They're not just using their powers for evil. They're, they're, they're calling on the world to address the hot dog to bun disparity. Now, if you've ever had a big barbecue... 
you felt this pain because what happens? Bun makers put eight hot dog buns in a bag, four on each top, four on top, four on bottom, and then hot dog makers put ten wieners to a pack, on average. Now some are different, but the majority of them are in this ratio. So the problem that's been going on since the Stone Age is that you end up with not enough buns to cover the entire pack of hot dogs, and either you end up having to buy another pack of buns, or you end up doing the whole um, the whole thing where you, you just fold a piece of white bread around it, which there is no shame in that. But that that's, that's your other alternative. So they've actually pitched a change.org document asking these guys to get together. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's decide what we're going to do. We're going to do an eight or we're going to do 10. Let's both do the same number. The idea of equal numbers of hot dogs and hot dog buns, they say, is a real winner. That's coming from Kraft. And they say it's 2021. This isn't 1940 anymore. I think we can update the hot dog to bun ratio. Frankly, that's what you did there, Frank. Uh, I, I don't know what's taking us this long. So let, let's think about why are they packaged that way? If you buy hot dogs in 10 packs and buns in eight packs, it'll take four packs of dogs and five packs of buns to get an equal number of hot dogs and hot dog buns. So why is it different? People initially bought hot dogs from the butcher. When manufacturers began packaging hot dogs in the 1940s, they chose a nice round number of 10 to a pack. And so, so they were first. Now, buns were packaged eight to a bag for a very simple reason. The trays they used to cook the buns in the oven make four buns each. That's why the buns contain two rows of four buns that are attached. Something's got to give because neither one of those circumstances are appropriate anymore. I mean, we have buns made on conveyor belts now. They're made, you know, hundreds at a time. So they can put however many they want. It's just going to be, okay, how do we shape the mold? Change the mold, we're fine. So what do you think? Go over to change.org and see if you can figure out uh, how, to, how to find the form and uh, give your two cents on what do you think. I mean, is this something that we really should be up in arms about or is it something that really could just revolutionize how we do things like barbecues and things like, like, uh, like get-togethers and that sort of thing? Because, you know, you don't want extra hot dogs. You don't want that sad hot dog bun off by itself. Yeah, I'm starting off with the really hard-hitting news today. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. So, um, I came across this story. Now, if you've done any sort of shopping lately, you've noticed beef is going up, pork is going up, eggs right now are crazy expensive, and they're on the rise, now particularly for beef. Uh, this is coming from new data from the Labor Department, and they say increases could actually further strain family budgets, but experts say it won't last forever. Economists are are saying that it's going to ease toward uh, 19. I'm sorry, toward 2022. And um, one thing that they're saying that is 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 a kind of a factor in this is that they say that other food prices rose, but not like beef. Beef rose 4.5 percent in price. And they say it's largely in tandem with the cost of eggs, which went up 3.1, pork 3.1, and ham 3.1%. Compared to a year ago, however, the price of beef was down by 2.8%. Now, of course, this is the pandemic. It's uh it's it's you know, it's it's the pandemic factors, you know, there's still a supply uh issue there and it, they they say it's especially the case for veal and for pork as uh, as well as beef. So compared to February 2020, 
The price of beef and veal was 13.2% higher than the price before the pandemic. I understand this is a lot of numbers. You're putting, you know, I can see, I can feel you getting that glazed over look on your eyes. What it comes down to is that the rise in food prices is because of a broader increase in the price of goods throughout the economy. Increased consumer demand has collided with broken supply chains, but it's not going to last forever. They're going to figure it out. Things are going to settle down. Inflation expectations have risen merely in line with the increase in food and energy inflation as, as usual, with no sign that any sort of core expectations are being elevated. So hang in there. Try to figure out a way around it. Maybe, eh, maybe don't eat that third steak for supper tonight. <laughs> Your heart will thank you. But uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. That's it's 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 expected to come back down. If you can hang in there, it's expected to come down. I will say one thing that's conspicuously missing from all of this is seafood. And as someone who loves grilling salmon and that sort of stuff, the fact that seafood it seems to be largely unaffected makes me happy. <laughs> so. So, so yeah, it's just something that I, I think that uh, is very, it's very conspicuous that it, that seafood is not mentioned in here. Um, maybe they they aren't really suffering as much as beef is, or maybe they're already just used to having a lower supply chain, and from there they just kind of do what they do and they just kind of putter along. I don't know. So I make no secrets of the fact that the podcast comes from a suburb of the city of Birmingham, Alabama. That's where we hang out. And um, I like Birmingham. When my wife and I first got married, we we moved into an apartment, downtown Birmingham. And to this day, I miss that apartment. I like where we live now. I like the, the I liked the last house we lived in. But that first apartment, that's just it was it was a romanticized part of our marriage. It was our first year of marriage. We had a blast. I got up every morning, got to go running downtown, which is like that urban experience. Um, I had a blast living in downtown Birmingham. Um, yeah, there are downsides. Um, when my friends came over, they had a hard time finding a place to park. Um, it was just a two-bedroom apartment that we lived in, which wouldn't have worked with us now having our son now. In fact, we, the reason we left it was because uh, we got pregnant, and we realized, okay, this is the apartments are probably not the best place to have a newborn. It's going to make everybody in the apartment complex mad. They're going to hear this kid wailing at 3 in the morning because he's hungry. Eh, we, probably sh- we should just go get a house. So we did that. But we, I look back on that time fondly. I loved living in downtown Birmingham. Absolutely loved it. So I found this list of the 150 best places to live in the U.S., for 21 and 22, and this is from U.S. News. Number one is Boulder, Colorado. I actually, Boulder is one of my favorite cities. My wife and I have talked about the possibility of us uh, retiring to the to the uh, Colorado area, to Boulder, to Estes Park. Um, I love Colorado. It's just, it's a cool state, a cool area. Uh, there's history, but there's also just natural beauty, you know? Uh, number two was Raleigh, Durham. Number three right down the road, Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, they're saying uh, it was a sleepy little farming town, and now Huntsville's gained national recognition during the space race of the 60s, now consistently among the fastest-growing metro areas in Birmingham. My little brother actually lives in a suburb of of, of Huntsville, Alabama, and so we've been up there to visit a, a, a few times, and one thing I notice is 
if you have a craving for any sort of food, any sort of food at all, you can get it because that town is half restaurants. And I noticed it the first time I went to go visit him up there, and I mentioned to my father who was with me, and he goes, well, yeah, they're all rocket scientists up here, and, you know, they don't cook. <laughs> so, so yeah, number three, number three in the country, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, you scroll down, uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas is number four, Austin, Texas, five, Colorado Springs, number six, uh, Naples, Florida, which is a Beautiful, cute little town, number seven. Uh, Portland, Maine is number eight. Sarasota, Florida, number nine. And Portland, Oregon, number 10. Uh, scrolling down, just let me grab a few. Denver, Colorado was 14. Uh, San Francisco, 15. I didn't enjoy San Francisco. My wife and I went out there a few uh, a couple years ago. Uh, went to, um, um, oh, what was the place? Uh, it was a yurt. Um, anyway, we, we stayed on the coast, on the west coast. And um, we we stayed uh, and on and you know hang out hung out we hung out on the coast and then we drove up the coast and drove in and, and spent a couple of days in San Francisco, Big Sur. That's where we were. <laughs> we loved Big Sur. Not a huge fan of San Francisco. <coughs> Excuse me. Not a huge fan huge fan of of San Francisco at all. Uh, it was it felt dirty. It felt kind of yeah maybe not. Uh, just scrolling on down, some other big ones, uh, Seattle, Washington, number 19, um, Green Bay, Wisconsin, 21, um, let me just grab a few that might be of some sort of interest, Washington, D.C. was 28, Nashville, Tennessee, 30, that surprises me, especially because Nashville's got the Ryman, Grand Old Opry, there's a lot of cool stuff there, anyway, Boston was 31, um, also surprises me that they're, that, that they're down that far, um, I'm down to 40. 40 is Phoenix, Arizona, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, Charleston, where my wife was last weekend, number 42. Um, sorry, Lenny. Sorry, Denny. <laughs> my, my wife's sister and her husband. Sorry. Um, just scrolling on down, Chattanooga, Tennessee, it was 49. Chattanooga's a cool town. So just, you know, where does your where does your uh, your place of, of residence factor into all this. I'm going to put the link over on the uh, social media pages and you can fa- you can check out the article uh, there over at uh, over on Facebook, over on uh, I'll, po- I'll post it on my Twitter feed as well. Go check it out. And uh, don't forget while you're there, like the pages and share them with friends. That helps out a whole lot if you would do that. It really does help. It uh, helps grow the show and that sort of stuff. And also if you if you would like if you would do me a favor uh, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts leave a review of the podcast that helps out immensely you don't know how much that helps with uh, with showing up in searches showing up in that sort of thing if you would just that it would mean the world to me if you would go leave a a review if you would uh, leave a rating if if the service you're what you're listening on allows you to you know give a number of stars or a number of I don't know avocados or thumbs up or whatever. Um, if you would leave us a good rating, that helps us grow the podcast a whole lot more. So, um, I put out a, uh, a video on social media on Thursday afternoon. When we get back, I'm going to rehash that, and I'm going to tell you what the giant, big old surprise is. I've got a giant announcement. It's coming up right after the break. Stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Summer's here, and it is time to update that summer wardrobe with some merch from the Mark Harvard Podcast. Go to markharvardcreative.com right now and click the store link to go get t-shirts, polos, bags, and hats with the Mark Harvard Podcast logo on them. 
You can also pick up our famous Jesus Soundwave design featuring the audio soundwave of the name Jesus. All that and so much more found at markharvardcreative.com today. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. There's a lot of people that are going to bang their hands on the desk and be real angry and stuff. What we're going to do is find the ways that God is working in all of this trouble and turmoil. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? We'll go over history, we'll go over the news of the day, and I'm probably going to make some jokes about 80s cartoons. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You never know what you're going to get, but if you don't listen, you don't get anything. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast right here on whatever streaming service you're, you're, you're listening on. I appreciate you listening and joining us this evening uh, or today. So I mentioned on social media last night, I posted a video, said big news happening on this week's podcast. I said, you need to listen. You're going to want to listen because we've got big news, big news, a reunion of sorts. And I'll tell you what that is. Now, over the years, I've had some fantastic co-hosts in my radio career. Uh, my friend Jason, right when I, my first radio job, I worked at a little 5,000-watt AM station in Sylacauga, Alabama. I, I co-hosted a music history show on Sunday afternoons called The Wax Museum. And my one of my best friends, Jason, co-hosted it with me. We had a great time. He was my first co-host, and we had a blast. Over the years, I've had a bunch of other co-hosts. My friend Bart and I co-hosted a show when I was on the air at the University of Alabama on their college station. Had a blast with that. And uh, just over the years, I've gotten to collaborate with some amazing people. But my most recent co-host um, was Stephanie. And some of you may know that name, Stephanie Plum. She, she and I co-hosted the afternoon show on WDJC uh, for a couple of years there. Had a blast, and we got to really just share a lot of our lives, a lot of our um, a lot of our ups and downs in just things that were going on in our life. Um, to the point, and, and Stephanie and I just got along really, really well, to the point where we accidentally took a vacation together. <laughs> I'll tell you this quick story. Um, she and I, we were getting ready. We were doing the show one day, and I, I, I mentioned to her, hey, by the way, in a few weeks, I'm going to be off uh, for, for, for a few days, I'll be off and, um, I'm, I'm going on vacation. She goes, Oh, cool. That I'm going to be gone that week too. I said, Oh, really cool. Where are you going? She goes, I'm going to the beach. I said, really? Cause I'm going to the beach. What beach you going to? She says, orange beach. And I said, huh, that's where I'm going. Where are you staying? No lie. She stayed in the same place. We stayed in the same complex, <laughs> accidentally. Didn't plan it at all. It was just, huh, you're staying there, huh? Me too. I think she ended up being like two or three floors above where we were staying. It was crazy. But but yeah, so so yeah, we got along that well. And so I've been meaning, I've been putting this off. I've been meaning to get this to work. I wanted to get a few things accomplished before this happened. Well, everything finally came into place and fell into place. Next week on the podcast, Stephanie Plum is going to be co-hosting with me, and it's the reunion of Mark and Stephanie. 
That's right. <laughs> some of you are like, who? <laughs> Others are, I think I think some people are going to be excited about this. We had a blast uh, doing the show together, and Stephanie is awesome, so I really am excited about this. I couldn't be more excited about, about putting another show together with her. So that's happening next week. She's going to be uh, sitting in, hanging out with us for the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your, your not-so-friends. Tell your coworkers. Tell the guy on the street. Mark and Stephanie back together, limited engagement time here. So you want to listen to next week's podcast because it's going to be awesome. So there's my big news. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm, we're going to be promoting it more throughout the week. Uh, so so don't don't you know don't skimp on sharing graphics and stuff as you see them come up. That that well that'll be a big deal. Um, speaking of cool things that you see pop up. I don't know if you're like me. I've got a drawer in my house that has just an inordinate amount of post-it notes. We've got like office supplies and paper clips and post-it notes and all sizes of these things. And they're just taking up space. I feel like I should donate them now to the children's hospital because I found this story coming out of Kansas City. And it's a five-year-old boy with cancer. He and his family made post-it notes into art on his hospital window. So, his mom says that they use it to communicate with what they're calling their mystery friends. Meyer, this kid's name is is is, is Meyer. Uh, Meyer spent more than six weeks total at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, undergoing treatment for a brain tumor. His family started making art out of post-it notes on his window as a way to kind of cheer him up. You know, making little designs and, oh, here's a picture of a dog or a monkey or that sort of thing. Then one day they appeared on a window at a different hospital across the street. I know, right? This is at the Truman Medical Center across the street, and Joanna Schulbach, who's an employee, said that they were just doing something fun. The staff at the Truman, Truman Medical Center noticed Meyer's artwork, so they started returning the favor. Said that there are children over there, and I don't know what they're going through, and if I can make them smile a little bit, then all that mattered. So with Meyer on the 8th floor at one hospital and the staff on the 8th floor at another hospital across the street, it became a frequent post-it note art show. Every morning he would hop out of bed, his mom said. As soon as someone would switch them, he knew. So for weeks, the two sides exchanged pictures and messages. Other patients on the floor enjoyed them, she said. The artwork made Meyer smile through a situation where it could be hard to find one. Uh, his, his mom said, we'd love to say that he is cancer-free, and I hope that he, I can be able to say that soon. So Meyer checked uh, checked out, uh, out of uh, Children's Mercy, and he and his family got to meet staff and matched them post-it for post-it. And as he left, Meyer made sure to leave one final note. See you later. Thanks. Meyer and his family are headed home to Arkansas where they'll wait to hear back from his final scans. So we're praying for you, Meyer. And uh, who knows? Maybe the kid that gets that room next will continue the the legacy of the post-it note art. Because you know nurses talk. Nurses talk all about that. <laughs> you know that happens. So... I came across another article, and I'm switching gears completely from this sweet little kid story. But uh, go ahead a few years, and you start dating, and you break up. Ev- initially, if you don't get married, init- eventually you break up. That's by far what's going to happen. So the question is, if you dated someone, you liked something about them. 
and eventually you realize that either you reached an impasse or you changed who you were or they changed who they were. But initially there was that like. So the question is, can you really be friends with someone after a breakup? And I found this this article over at relevantmagazine.com and it asks a few qualifying questions because the answer is yes, but it depends on a few things. You have to ask, did it end badly? If the, if it yes, it did end badly. Well, the, it probably is no. If when you ask yourself, should we be friends? As Christians, we certainly work towards forgiveness and reconciliation. But no matter how much you want to do that, if a relationship ends badly, there's a reason for it, and sometimes you just gotta move on. Next was the relationship serious? Air quotes serious, or did you cross healthy sexual boundaries? If you dated for a short period of time, you never crossed any boundaries like that, the possibility of remaining friends after the breakup is way more likely. But problems arise when you try to remain friends with your ex if you dated this person for a long period of time, and it was, quote, serious, or if you, you know, got a little too physical, a little too fast. Um, what's too fast? I can tell you, because it's something I learned in high school. Never let your your level of physical intimacy surpass your level of commitment to the relationship. Make sense? Yeah? That's how I stayed out of trouble for, for a lot of years. Yeah. So, next question. Will this friendship hinder a new relationship from beginning? So, if, you're, if, if you are friends with your ex, does that stop you or that person from moving on to a new relationship? Are you still, basically, are you still hung up on each other? And is this, is this, quote, friendship just kind of the thing that you guys hang on to to not let go of each other? Finally, people who are not your friends do not need to be your enemy. So think about that. Not all relationships end in a, in a confrontation or a police siren or a flurry of mean-spirited posts where you have to shamefully delete them later. When a relationship does blow up, it really shouldn't be a debate if the two of you remain friends. The harder scenarios involve people who break up but are not at each other's throats. The two of you may really respect one another, but for whatever reason, you also know romance is just not in the cards. Maybe you realize, oh, we're better friends. So remember, people who are not your friends don't need to be your enemy. So even if you decide we don't need to be friends right now, it doesn't mean you have to hate each other. I mean, there have been parts in my life, and it wasn't a dating situation. It was just somebody who was in my life as a part of my first marriage that initially I was angry with after, after Marianne passed away. But over the years, I've mellowed a whole lot. Are we best friends? No. We actually haven't spoken since right after she passed away. But, you know, we're, the, a lot of that, that sort of anger is gone. They're not my, he, he's not my enemy. No, not at all. No, no, it's just, you know, just because we're not specifically friends, we don't hang out, we don't go fishing or, or you know, grab coffee or anything together, but we're not enemies. No, not at all. So just remember that, just because someone's not your friend, just because you and that person you dated don't feel like you can be friends, don't think that you have to hate each other because you just don't. You don't at all. So just keep that in mind. Um, don't forget, if you missed the announcement earlier, we got a special co-host on next week's show. 
This is Miss Stephanie Plum. She's going to be joining us for next week's podcast. Uh, Stephanie and I, and I did the afternoon show, The Way Home with Mark and Stephanie, over on 93.7 WDJC in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, for a couple of years together. What I, I am so proud of that show and some of the things we did. So... Um, you should join us. We'll be talking about some news of the day, some sharing some family updates, some family stories, uh, probably making fun of each other quite a bit because that's just what we do. And uh, we invite you to hang out with us with that. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. So join us next week. That uh, That's going to drop next Friday morning at 7 a.m. And I am so excited. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, tell the people that you used to date. You know, even if you're not friends, <laughs> tell them that. <laughs> also, don't forget, leave us some feedback over on uh, over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review, if you would. Google Podcasts, do the same thing. Uh, and rate us. If you got uh, on, on Spotify, they do the different, I think, stars. Leave us five stars, if you would. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. that You know, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. It is a big deal, though. It helps us grow these podcasts. And finally, if you are a, a small business owner we would love to partner with you. Um, we've, we, we're, we're currently, you know, we've got a few pe- people on the show, a couple of people, people that I'm actually talking to about coming on and being sponsors that hopefully we'll hear from in the next couple of weeks um, of the program. Um, this is not something where we're going to be getting rich off it, but, you know, it helps us kind of recoup some costs and do some promotional stuff. Um, uh, that that's how that's how you, we support the show. Is is there something like that? So if you would, if you are a small business, uh, give me an email. Toss me an email, Mark M A R K at markharvardcreative.com. I would love to talk to you about uh, about how we can make something work with uh, with our businesses. That does it for me. I'm getting out of here. You guys have a fantastic weekend and 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 continuing week, depending on when you listen. And I love you all very much. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.